Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Boy, it's great to be back with you folks on this 127 podcast. And we, we find ourselves in a new book of the Bible, Stephanie. And uh, we're, we're, we, we've been meaning to do Philemon forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we actually did Philemon for a little while. And yeah. we, we, we take like three podcasts of Philemon. And then we found out there was a clicking in my old microphone. It was a very sad state of affairs. Did it freak you out? Oh, it it was discouraging. <laughs> I mean, there were tears shed. And I'm not saying, for, I don't know if Stephanie shed tears or not. I was a thousand miles away. And we find ourselves at the same address. We're in the same place tonight. Uh, there's boys all around us. We've nicknamed them like Onesimus, Demas, and Paul and stuff. And we're not telling you which one's which. But here we are, we're sitting here, we're looking at, so So how are you tonight, Stephanie? Well, let's see. I, You know, I didn't get time to freight, to coin a new phrase. Yeah. So I'm just going to be honest, you know, I'm just happy to be home and You're able to do to be... these in person. Wow. And that's a pretty good place to be. So just, I. Concerts I, done, you know, so we can just I just want to come clean. I just want to release exactly what's going on with me. So I was carrying Emmeline upstairs a little while ago, and I moved my neck to the left and almost fell to my right and grabbed the railing going up the stairs, which is down around my knees somewhere. Whoever installed the <laughs> railing in this house, I mean, they installed it for my wife, Debbie, who's like 20 feet from us below downstairs, who's four foot 11 and a half inches tall. They didn't install that railing for me. I mean, there were little people living in the house who installed that railing. So my, and it was not me that installed it. It was already in. No, no. No, but I mean, it fits her, but it wasn't her. And I'm not going to take that from her or give her. So here we are in Philemon. I, I want to introduce a few uh, of the characters in this book or the people that are involved in this book. They're real. This book is real. It's the inspired word of God. And it's Paul and Timothy. Paul's giving Timothy credit here as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I like. It says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ and Timothy, our brother, on the Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer. And so he sent in a note to Philemon. Now, we know a few things that are going on. So introducing some of those characters, you all know Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, and uh, uh, he's going on. Now, he's actually writing to this rich dude, Philemon. Philemon's got a lot of money. He's got a farm. He, there's things going on. He's got slaves, obviously. Slaves are never right. Uh, they, they were more, more likely than not, they sold their lives to work for this guy. It wasn't a slave in the sense... Uh, any slavery is totally wrong. It's never acceptable. It's not part of God's will. We know that. I want to say that right up front. But we got Philemon, this rich dude, for whatever reason, owns Onesimus. Mm-hmm. And uh, most likely he bought him, personally bought him, paid off debt, things of that nature. And then we've got another dude in this book, and his name's Onesimus. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met anyone named Onesimus? Not personally. I think we ought to name Joe Onesimus, your son Joseph. I think he probably fits he, that name better would. than anyone I ever met. And uh, I think what's his, what's Onesimus's nickname going to be? That's the question. Oh man, Oni. I don't Oni. Know. Yeah, that's Onesimus. Oni. I've never met folks. If you've met Onesimus, if you've met an Onesimus, please let us know. Look it up. Talk to us about it. Let us know that you've met an Onesimus. 
because we never have. If I ever have a dog or something like that again, I'm going to name it Onesimus. <laughs> and because uh, I like that name. I want to be out in my backyard going, Onesimus, come here. You're no good, Onesimus. I'm sending you back to Rome to meet Paul. But anyway, so old Onesimus you was You need a, to get saved. You need to get right. So, and we know dogs <laughs> can't get saved. And I think I think golden retrievers, if any dog was close They're, to yeah. uh, being a good dog, but yes. we obviously know oh, that animals aren't saved the golden in the Bible. can do pretty disturbing things, too. Oh, don't do not do that, man. Don't take away my image of a golden retriever. And, <laughs> but anyway, we want to... Here we are getting, getting serious here. That's We're in right. the Word of God. So we know that Paul's an apostle. We know that Timothy is becoming an apostle, he's a junior. Things are going on. Timothy's yeah. hanging out with Paul. And we know that Philemon is a dearly beloved and fell laborer. And he owned this dude, Onesimus, no matter how he came to him. And it seems like Onesimus shows up in Rome. So he probably mm -hmm. ended up in jail. Most theologians uh, believe that Onesimus ends up in jail in Rome. So Philemon is in Colossae. Uh, so mm -hmm. he's in the Church of the Colossian people there. And so he got from Colossae all the way over, and he ended up, because most people believe Philemon is just another letter right after Colossians involved going to the same church, same people, but individually going here to this dude named Philemon. So this dude named Philemon, I, I, I mean, just looking at this, going at it from where we're at, we got this. So bottom line is this. We got this rich farmer uh who wrongly whatever reason owned this slave named Onesimus Onesimus escapes from Colossae and he ends up in Rome with Paul he gets saved and gets right that's what we're reading about that's where we're going that's what things are going on here so here we are in 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 the only chapter of Philemon we're on verse one now and uh, everything we just talked about you know one other thing Stephanie that I wanted to say be before we got going too far with this, is literally the name Onesimus means of profit or beneficial. And uh, here's Paul, you know, writing his brother and, uh, you know, writing somebody he loves, somebody over there in Colossae, somebody, all that. And, and look at these words here in, in verse number one, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. So he's still in bonds. He's down there in Rome. He's, he's still locked up. And Timothy, our brother, Unto Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer, and and again, do, do you see this, Stephanie? Where he again he puts Timothy, he groups Timothy in with him, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. you know, talking about how so you know Colossae down there, not too far from Ephesus, is right there. All those things they had to all meet each other. You know, things are going on, and it says in verse two, it says, "And to our beloved Epia and Archippus." our fellow soldier into the church in thy house. Grace be with you in peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God, and we see this in a lot of places, where mm -hmm. Paul's talking about the people he loves, the people he cares for, and he says, I thank my God, making mention of the always in prayers. But I, I want to go back, so he, he's approaching Philemon, and boy, do we miss that today or what, where we're not treating people with respect and loving people mm -hmm. and caring about those people. I mean, is that something that we need to do more of? Yeah, I think there's the whole concept of esteeming others better than ourselves. And Paul was always so gracious in, um, he didn't try to just turn the spotlight on him. When he would write these epistles or these books, in this case, you know, this is a letter to a specific person, um, not a church, an actual person in the church. 
Um, but Paul is always building up those around him, yeah. even in, in his letters. And honestly, what sticks out to me that I think is really precious is in verse 2 where he says, In 12 beloved Apphia. And yeah. um, I, from what I've always read, that, that, you know, that was probably Philemon's wife. And um, the fact that Paul treated her with respect and love and dignity as someone that he um, loved in the Lord and respected and he appreciated her impact in the cause of the gospel and in this church and in her home. And um, there's not a lot of that's 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 not done very often. I'm afraid nowadays either. Um, And that's honestly one of the things that I love about our ministry is that we try to reach out two ladies also that are hurting and struggling and um paul just was he was good at reaching out he he's he's not only esteemed others as better than himself but he did not have any comparison system where um certain people he would treat better than other people because he thought he could get more out of them um i love how paul just always viewed everybody on the same plane and gave everyone that respect and that love and that dignity. And he esteems, and, yeah, he esteems yes, people greater. I think it's wonderful. Than he, than he esteems himself. And, yeah, even even um, Onesimus. Yeah. Um, the way he he talks about Onesimus, who had been a slave, who, who legally was still a slave, he had run away. Um, he esteems Onesimus the same level as Philemon, who was his owner. Um just Paul esteemed everyone, you know, we're, you know, the saying we're all, we're all the ground's level at the foot of the cross. And we forget that sometimes we forget that none of us is better than anyone else. And it's only by God's grace that any of us are who we are. And Paul remembered that Paul had a humility and that sense of, um, loving everyone the way the Lord did. And that's just powerful. It is, and, and that's a, that's an example, and I think that's why mm-hmm. God had us take a detour into Philemon on the way to the book of Job, and I, I think the important thing, and you really nail it, is, you know, Paul's talking to the church there like they matter, they're somebody, they're making a difference in his life, uh, he's going to do whatever it takes, you know, to treat them right, and then that third verse, grace to you and peace from God our Father, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I got to tell you, the thing I like about that and the, and the thing that grabs me about that third verse is he he's saying, he's speaking of that great relationship there in the book of Philippians that he has. He's, he's calling out the name. Remember he, te- he told us in the book of Philippians to always be with Christ Jesus, to always. Uh-huh. Uh, and here he is using it. He's saying, listen, you know, this is uh, grace beyond to you. And, and uh, this is so important. And and uh, and then I thank my God making mention of the always in prayers. And he's just saying, listen, thank God for you. And I, I do. I, I make mention of you always in prayers. This is a this is a good thing. This is where we're going. And and uh, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast toward the Lord Jesus Christ and toward all the saints. And and he's talking about the testimony, I think, that's coming out uh-huh. of the church. He, he You know, he's. He's pointing to, hey, you guys have got a good relationship with God here. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I feel it. I know. Uh, I know what you guys are doing. I know where this is coming from. We're hearing good things from you. And I'm amazed that, you know, you know what Paul did that we need to do, Stephanie, I think, is Paul made his 
his bonds and where he was stuck and where he was where he was uh, you know chained up and where he was in his bad place he made that his headquarters for his ministry for Christ Jesus and yeah. um, and so people were constantly coming by to see him man and he's probably talking when he uses that word hearing here he's probably talking about this guy Onesimus who we're going to meet in a minute he's probably talking about what Onesimus told him was going on there and yeah. uh, and I like that. He said, you know, I'm, he's there in his headquarters and, and that the communication of faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you by Christ Jesus. Now, there's some buttering up going on here. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's saying that the communication of faith may be effectual. And, uh, you know, he's talking about this fellowship that they have, that they may see something and... Uh, uh, that there's only one noble and commendable thing to do here. I think that's kind of what they're talking about. But I want to get down a little more and then talk about this today. I, I wanted to do this in two podcasts, folks, so you know what Stephanie and I are thinking and going through here. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and go to the halfway point, which is about 12. And, and it says, Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to... Oh, I'm sorry, I missed seven, didn't I? Uh, for we have great joy and consolation and love because of the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. And he's saying, man, the people at your church, they're being refreshed. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such as one as Paul the aged, and now also as a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus. Now, this is catching Philemon off God, uh, Stephanie. He's talking about somebody who's saved, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and me. And he's talking, it's a play on his name. Onesimus means profitable, beneficial. Whom I have sent again, thou therefore receive him that, is mine own bowel. So just going back to look at this and ask Stephanie some questions, folks, and, and talk about how this all falls together. So Onesimus is on the scene and he's talking about Onesimus being profitable and how he was unprofitable, how he's different now, how he ended up in Rome. Most likely Onesimus got, did something wrong. He took off, escaped, oh, wow. ran, did something wrong and ended up in jail with Paul. And you know what I like here? There's a lesson I think, Stephanie, that you can help us with is, you know, so many people get their life right and they don't go back and take care of things oh. or and they don't have the testimony of taking care of things. Just how important is it that Onesimus goes back to Philemon? Well, I think that we see here um, the power of a conscience. And um, unfortunately... We live in a day and age where um, people not only try to rationalize their sin, but even if they know they've sinned, I have point blank heard people who would, who would from a public perspective be called spiritual or whatever. I have point blank heard them say, it is not biblical that you ever have to go back to another human being and ask their forgiveness for something you've done. As long as you go to God and ask his forgiveness, it's totally taken care of. And I don't see that in the Bible. No, I say I see, um, I see where we're supposed to confess our faults one to another. I see 
well, we're supposed to forgive each other. Hence, in order for there to be forgiveness, you are going, you know, someone is seeking it. You can't honestly, you can have a spirit of forgiveness, but you cannot forgive someone who is not saying, I'm sorry. You know, it's like we look at God. God doesn't, God offers forgiveness to the yeah. entire world for their sin. He's got the Every market cornered person on in the world. Yeah. Yes. And yet, why do people then go to hell? Because they don't ever go to God and say, God, I'm sorry, would you forgive me for what I've done against you? We, that's, I mean, it goes against God's nature to just um, to let things slide, so to speak. And, um, you know, when I think of the life of Paul and, you know, there had to have been so many times he said, I am so sorry for what I did to you. You know, when you think of him going back and meeting families of believers that he had been a part of imprisoning or killing, yeah. um, you think of Stephen's family. And I'm sure there was a point where Paul sought their forgiveness for partaking in Stephen's death. Yeah. And, um, and so Paul knew this, you know, he, he knew in order to have that conscience void of offense toward God and toward man, he, you know, there, you have to go and you have to make things right. You have to seek forgiveness of those you have wronged. Yeah. You have to be willing to go through the process of restoring trust. And, um, again, you know, if you have wronged someone and you have broken their trust and you go to them and want things to just be hunky-dory, but you're not willing to go through that process of rebuilding the trust that you've broken, that's not a good thing. And I think Philemon, that's a part of the whole thing of seeking, honestly seeking forgiveness, is understanding I've broken your trust. And I think Philemon, you know, that doesn't always happen overnight. That's something that God has to work in you, and it's a breaking process. It's a humbling process. And um, I I believe that Paul had been discipling Philemon before he sent Philemon back with this letter. And so there would have been that discipling Philemon, or Paul discipling Onesimus and helping him understand this is what you have to do to not only get Philemon's, you know, seek his forgiveness, but then be willing to go through that restoring trust process. And... um, Again, that involves humility. It involves a walk with the Lord. It involves, um, you know, in this case, it involved Philemon and Onesimus um, being spirit-filled, spirit-led. Um, Trust so in anyway, God. Yeah, this is, yes, yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a process, but it's a part of healing. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if you've been through a situation, um, you know, where you have, where you have hurt someone, you have broken their trust and you want that relationship restored, you have to go back to the basics, um, and start at ground level with that relationship and say, what's the first thing I have to do to, um, you know, if you know, you've done something wrong and you're not willing to admit to it, or you're not willing to humble yourself, then, then kiss that relationship goodbye, because that is the basis of a relationship is trust and a clear, you know, fog is not going to lend itself to a clear path of, of friendship and love and relationship. You have to have that path cleared. There has to be nothing between you and that person and nothing between you and the Lord. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. And I, I think we find an answer here. 
I think we're seeing something here that I think is important as well, and I like this. It says, yet for love's sake there in verse 9. Again, Onesimus goes back. He's, he's now profitable like you were talking about in verse 11. And, uh, but, you know, going back a little bit before that, I think, it's, I think it's good after what you said and knowing what needs to be done. And I think, I think Paul gives us an answer here. It says in verse 9, it says, Yet for love's sake, I rather beseech oh, thee, oh. being such as one as Paul the aged, now also a prisoner of Christ. So he, he's, come, he's showing up here, Stephanie. He's saying, I'm two new things. This is a different Paul. You know, I'm the old guy, Paul. I'm the guy that's been uh-huh. shipwrecked. I'm, I'm the guy who started churches. I'm the guy who was there uh, when the name Christian was used first. I'm there with shipwrecks. I'm there with bonds. I'm there with beatings. I'm, you know, all these different things are going on. And he's explaining, I'm Paul the aged. And then he says, and I'm also a prisoner of Jesus Christ. He said, I'm in jail for serving God. And here I am. I'm sending you this dude back. I'm sending you Onesimus, whose name literally talks about prophet, whose name literally talks about beneficial, whose name literally talks about how great God can be through him. I'm sending this guy back to you. But I think there's something to be said about the old guy, about the experience, yeah. about being on the job, yeah. about being a prisoner. I mean, yeah. what, is, what does that make you think about when you read that? I think we Paul had Paul had seen a lot of examples on the good and bad ends, and Paul experienced a lot in his own life. And um, I think he's demanding respect in that verse. Yeah, because he says, because um, he says, um, being such a one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, yeah. and. And I think that Paul there is demanding respect as he tells, you know, as he's approaching Philemon and saying, not only, not only am I Paul the aged, not only have I, um, am I coming to you as someone who is an elder, who is um, someone who you know is trustworthy, I'm also coming to you as a prisoner of Jesus Christ. And kind of like he's he's just wanting to get out there as he starts this book to Philemon before he even talks about Onesimus um that this is how I'm coming to you I'm coming to you in love as an elder and as a prisoner of Jesus Christ and I and that would make me stop dead in my shoes and listen to someone yeah if they approached me that (laughs) way and I think that's kind of what Paul he's wanting to just kind of they sit up Philemon listen this is important and, you know, that's what Paul, I think what he's trying to do there is just demand respect and in a loving way and yet tell Philemon yeah. what I'm getting ready to tell you isn't just a trivial matter. This isn't just, um, I'm not just sending your slave back to you. This has obviously forgot to put this in the Bible. Um, this is something that's very serious, this, this whole subject. And I think he's just demanding that respect from Philemon as he opens yeah. up and um, gets his attention. So here we are laughing at each other. But anyway, I'll tell you, the devil has not been in the Philemon business. Stephanie and I have uh, started this podcast on seven occasions just to get out this one podcast. But there's some serious stuff going on here. It starts off with Paul with a very cautious approach. 
talking about how this guy went down to Rome, got thrown in jail, heard about Jesus Christ. Paul led him to the Lord. He became a different individual. His life was different. And brethren, if we get anything out of this today, this 127th podcast, if we go anywhere with this today, God has taught us a few things. And one of those is we don't have to be the same old knucklehead that ran an escape, that didn't deal with issues, that didn't make things happen. Back to what Stephanie said, that we need to make things happen. We need to seek forgiveness. We need to seek apologies. We need to be that one person out there. We need to with the people we sit across from with the people we live with with the people around the corner from us man we need to make a difference but anyway i think philemon taught us a lot here this book of philemon i think philemon the farmer the rich dude has learned a lot about onesimus we're going to keep on going stephanie we're not done with this and uh we get the 128th podcast coming up tomorrow and Folks, I think by the time we wrap up Philemon, we are going to see something that's in somebody's hearts out there, maybe yours. Maybe there's some relationships you need to make good. Maybe there's some phone calls you need to do. Maybe there's some things going on that we got to handle, but let's work with that. But anyway, we sure do love you folks. Enjoy this 127th podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.